Hi, welcome to our podcast. I'm Paul and I'm here to guide you over the next few weeks and introduce you to some people who are working in housing across Aotearoa, uh, to introduce you to some projects and hopefully to help inform you about what's going on in the housing space uh, so you can make some choices about the sorts of things you might want to get up to. In this episode I'm going to introduce you to Janice. Uh, she works with households and walks alongside them as they're on a journey towards home ownership. Hope you enjoy the show. Just to kick things off, um, this is our first podcast as the Housing Foundation um, um, and really uh, today we're here at Waimahia which is uh, a uh, community uh, near or in Weymouth, is it fair to say? Um, and there are 291 households living here at the moment, is that right? 95, 295. Oh, okay, so here we are at the moment. Um, hello, by the way, Paul Gilbert and... Janice Thompson. Uh, so we both work for the Housing Foundation. And so we're standing in the Komato apartments, which are going to be blessed tomorrow. Uh, and then, um, uh, Janice, can you talk us um, a little bit through how you're finding the households who are going to move into these apartments that we're standing in today? I guess, you know, word gets around pretty quickly around here. So we've got lots of people that have already moved into our um, houses in this development. So through word of mouth or being invited, going out to marae and churches, all over the place. So we're just, you know, actively getting out there and telling people about our beautiful apartments that are here for them. Right, excellent. And so this project, I think one of the um, tomorrow marks the blessing and the completion of the building of all of the 295 dwellings here. Uh, going to be a special occasion for for all of us tomorrow as we uh, return some of the earth that was taken away, I think, four or five years ago at the very, very beginning of the project. Um, uh, can you just talk a little bit about what you're expecting to happen um, tomorrow as part of uh, the, the celebration of the completion of the last buildings? Well, you know, I mean, apart from the formalities, I think it's, you know, it's just such a special occasion for us all. The fact that we were here, you know, four or five years ago and just put a little portacom out the front in Weymouth Road and um, here we are tomorrow, completed all these houses. But more importantly, a community of people that love living here. Mm. Um, you know, just seeing the kids out in the park there tomorrow and all their families is a pretty special moment, I think, for us all. Yeah. I th I'm interested to uh, understand from your perspective in terms of the broader community that already existed in this area before we started building these houses. Um, how did we know that the sort of thing that's been um, done here was meeting the needs of the local community? What was the what was the process that we went through there in terms of of understanding local local need? Yeah, I mean we we had already been engaging with schools and um, you know with neighbours and um, local residents and community groups, and we we knew that there was a huge need here, and mm. in, um, in Weymouth and Manirewa already, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and people. Um, a lot of people were out in the open market and renting high, unaffordable rents. And um, so it, it really wasn't rocket science to us, actually. You yeah, know. yeah. Can you yeah. talk just a little bit to eligibility so that people um, can understand 
the cr sort of criteria for eligibility for Housing Foundation um, rent to buy and, and shared ownership products? What, what, what sort of circumstances do they need to be in and, and where do they need to be from? Yeah, so um, for our rent to buy um, product, um, households need to be earning between fifty-five to ninety-five thousand um, a year gross, which can include wages as well as working for families, tax credits. Um, they need to be first-time home buyers as well. So, um, if they already owned a, a property in New Zealand or overseas, then this really wasn't um, the development for them. Okay. <laughs> um, and we were actually looking for um, a, a range of families as well. So, you know, we've got two, three, four and five bedroom um, houses here in this development. Um, they needed to be um, New Zealand citizens or permanent residents as well. Um, and with a commitment towards owning uh, these homes, you know, it's it's easy to... Uh, to get a person into a house, it, it's oh. also about being able to um, focus on, you know, clearing debt, increasing your deposit, and um, being able to repay a mortgage um, right. later on as well. Right. So that's um, that's the tough stuff there, because obviously there's a relationship between income and being able to do that sort of stuff. So um, there's quite a lot of detail, I would imagine. That yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, with the Rent to Buy um, program, so if, if someone, you know, we many of our families that come to see us and um, individuals might have debt that's $20,000 um, or more, and debt that's been, um, you know, accumulated, whether it's through loans to banks, finance loans, um, credit cards, you know, Life, yeah. um, so yeah, student loans as well. Yeah. So um, often that puts people off from even thinking about owning their own home. Yeah. So um, coming through our rent to buy program, it gives them an opportunity to live in live in a home that we've built um, and have a period of up, up to five years right. paying an affordable rent. Right. And um, during that time being committed to clearing that debt, right. um, if there have been any issues with um, bad credit, again, another barrier that puts people off from even dreaming or thinking about owning their own home. Yeah. During this time, um, they're meeting with us and working together with us to be able to resolve those matters. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the five-year period, switching over to our shared ownership product, um, shared home ownership, meaning that they're able to um, purchase at a minimum 60% of that market share of the house, so yep. they're not having to come up with a whole price of a house, which again, another barrier, puts families off from even thinking about it. Yep. Um, and also, um, you know, just being able to do that in a, in a way that they're able to afford you know, um, to make those repayments. So yeah. how do you define affordability in that context? Well, affordability um, for Housing Foundation is that a, a household family are able to um, contribute, you know, 30% of okay. their total gross income. Yep. Um, I mean, in anything further, further beyond that is, is unaffordable. You right. Know? And so... Um, uh, you're experiencing households at the at the beginning of this process when they first, first contact the Housing Foundation who are living in different circumstances, unaffordable circumstances? For sure, right. yeah. Okay. I mean, um, it, 
in saying that, we've got a lot of our households we meet who um, they're out on the open market, you know, they're uh, families that are working, you yep. know, um, and, um, you know, they, I, I guess you could say that um, they are living comfortably, mm-hmm. but the fact is, is that in the climate that we're in um, up here in Auckland is that at any moment their rental property could be sold by a landlord. And so just the um, the fact is, is that it's an insecure uh, right. situation for them, you know. And so because families think that they'll never be able to own their own homes, then they may as well live comfortably, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so this is the feedback that comes back to me um, because they work hard. Yes, if we're yep. not going to be able to own our own home, we may as well live comfortably with our families and, you know, get ourselves a nice car, um, take our family for a holiday because, um, and fill our houses with nice stuff um, because we'll never be able to own our own home. So that's a really important point there in terms of the the, the finding the goal of. Uh, a, a better future for the whānau and for the, the kids, right? Because there you're talking about some hard choices. You're talking about immediate sort of um, gratif- gratification, sort of the now, the here, but through a pathway towards independent home ownership, there's another so, alternative future available should people to choose, yeah. right? And so those are the choices that people are, are facing? Absolutely. Once they um, come to us and realise, hey, there, there is a pathway that we could possibly own our own homes um, and if these are the steps we need to take, then let's do it. Right. And families are committed. You know, I've never met a family yet, a household yet, that have said to me, you know, actually, we'll just keep on renting. We don't want to own our own home. You know, um, families do, um, a lot of the people we meet do actually want to, um, not just for themselves, provide a home for the now, but for the future. They're thinking about their children. Yeah. They're thinking about what they're going to leave behind. Yep. You know? Yep. That's powerful. So, can you talk to me just a little bit um, from your experience with families that you meet perhaps for the first time out in a church hall or, or a school staff room or a community event? What are the barriers that you find for them engaging with us? What are the things that stop them? Are they nervous? Do they? How do they think or feel about this sort of stuff? Do they know about it? Very shy, um, very nervous. Um, yep. I think just... Uh, the mindset that, um, look, what you're saying is great, but it could never be for me. Right. You know, um, or it's going to be too hard or, you know, a lot of people think um, maybe that they've they've tried before, maybe mm. they've already gone to the bank in the past and they've been declined, mm. so they don't want to be rejected or declined again, so they just yeah. don't try. Right, because mm. it, it seems when I've read stories of, of families for a number of, of families, um, they come from intergenerational renting. Nobody that they know has ever owned a home, so it's sort of almost not available in their universe of choices as something that they they, they um, see as possible. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, it, yeah, it's an assumption they make. Right. 
Right. You know, and so what we're offering is the death of that assumption. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> and that there's actually yeah, okay. some choices here, okay. if I can put it that way. So if we walked a little bit further down the pathway, let's say the families now have overcome some of those barriers and the fear of being rejected and they've got to the point where they have actually um, uh, proved that they're eligible and got into our process. Can you just talk us through, because here we are today standing in a completed a uh, home ready for someone to move into, and um, can you just talk a little bit about that process when when we've engaged as housing foundation with with a household, and they get to get involved in 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 choosing stuff like here we are and there's lovely new carpet and colours and things. Can you just talk a little bit through that process? Oh yeah, of course. So if, if we're at that point, yeah, of course they're really excited. But I must say that um, it's. It would have been a process, a long journey. Okay. You know, so they would have been um, going back and forth with us about, you know, providing um, documentation, um, just working with us with their finances, um, working out, um, you know, their household size. How is the house going to, what, what is the best suited home for them? Right, you depending know? on how many kids. They and, might yep, have. Okay. Um, uh, nan and Kuro living with them, yep. um, mm-hmm. and and mum and dad and and kids and moko. Yes. So we'd be thinking about um, a property, a, a home where maybe um, Nan and Kuro could have a room downstairs, you know, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. a shower toilet down. Uh, toilet downstairs as yep. well yep. so um, so they would have been through all this journey and then finally um, you know um, been offered one of our homes and after that um, being able to choose the colours mm. for the inside of, of the houses as well so mm-hmm. they get to choose their paint colours um, for the interiors the curtains the vinyl um, floorings, the carpets the kitchen cabinet colours you know those are um, I, and I think at that point it kind of becomes real. It okay. becomes real to the family because they're yep. actually um, seeing, um, you know, carpet samples. Yeah. And I've had quite a few um, break down at that moment, you know. Yeah. Um, e- even if they're going into the rental program, they're oh. getting to choose that stuff. Yeah. So oh, doesn't that absolutely. change the relationship that they have with the home that they're living in? Yeah, because it's it's actually they've been a part of choosing what their home looks like and but also they know that um that rent money that they're paying is going somewhere yep. to an asset that belongs to um them and their family where they can put their roots down mm-hmm. and um won't be needing to shift um right. at a moment's notice from the landlord Right, so that um, so you're speaking of stability, right? In. Okay, so that, yeah. that that really matters to people. That oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, when you've got um, when you're working full time and your jobs and your kids are in the um, schools and you've got friends that you've built up over the years, you know, the impact of being told that your rental property is going to be sold from under your feet, hmm. and then you need to go and join all the other people that are looking for a home um, in your area, the, um, the amount of stress that puts on families is huge. Right. You know, and so, um, you know, what we're offering through our rent-to-buy program is that stability for mm-hmm. five years, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to pay an affordable rent as well. So mm. I think um, when families are um, involved in the process right from the start mm. and, you know, taken um, right through even with the financial planning, 
it empowers our families to know um, what's going to be happening and we put the ball back in their court. Right, gotcha. You know, um, yep. so we're not giving a handing out a house. You know, we are offering an opportunity and a partnership with our families. Yep. That financial capability and financial literacy stuff that you're talking about and making those hard choices and helping families to get themselves ready for taking on a mortgage and, and the and the responsibility of home ownership is a big part of, of, of the, the work that happens, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, because, yeah. you know, I, it, it all comes back down to, you know, as you know, when we're working towards um, helping families to be able to secure uh, um, an affordable home loan, um, the families need, our families need to be um, able to, um, manage those repayments yep. to the bank, but not just that. Also, the things that come, the beautiful things that come along with, um, and responsibilities that come along with owning your own home, like rates and house insurance and those wonderful things like that. Um, yeah, you know. So if we're doing a lot of that um, work with our families um, earlier on. It shouldn't be a surprise to them later on. Right, know? yeah, because that's quite a big change and a big difference in terms of the things you've got to think about and the things you've got to do when you move from being a renter who might not look after those things because their landlord might have been paying the insurance and the rates and then you're transitioning and helping uh, sort of, I suppose, move people towards that homeowner. Yeah. Look, I mean, we've just... We have such a broad, wide spectrum of people that we engage and work with. We have a lot of people who come um, from renting who are excellent. You know, I mean, they've already been really diligent with their finances and, and everything like that. I mean, we have so many renters who um, actually just go straight into shared home ownership. Yep. You know, and they have been trying to save. We we have a lot of families that come to us that had made the decision to live with mum and dad or in the backyard shed um, with their families to sacrifice so that they could save for deposit. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we've we have so many people that have done that and now are in the shared home ownership program or rent to buy. So there's no one size fits all. Yeah, here, each, eh? each family, each household has its own story. Mm. Can you perhaps just share a few um, examples of uh, or, or um, experience of, of households now that they have been living in this community perhaps for two, three years, some of them have been here, and some have progressed, I believe, all the way through to independent home ownership. Is that, is that, is that, is that uh, true? Yeah, absolutely right. true, yes. Yeah. So, you know, on average, we, we have people, once they're in the shared ownership program, um, are moving towards independent home ownership between one to five years. Right. You know, I mean, that that's our, I think, our CEO would would quote 4.79 years, I think he said <laughs> last week. Yep. But um, yeah, no, we have um, we have some who had um, started out with us and um, entered in through our home um, home saver rent to buy program and um, were able to then transition to shared ownership and have bought us out completely, yep. fully, and yep. um, are now looking at. Um, maybe seeing what else they could do to, to help one of their other family members. You know? Right, so then you're kicking into the intergenerational um, 
opposite of the rental poverty trap. It's mm. the intergenerational it's inspired sharing. inspired other family members yep. to, um, t- to do the same as them. And yep. um, some of them who now own their properties um, outright um, are able to use their, their homes to help some of their other family members. You to, know? to begin so that same journey. That, to begin that right. same journey, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, can have you noticed the overall impact of moving people along the housing continuum from either um, um, rent to buy through home saver and shared ownership, shared home ownership? Have you noticed changes beyond the just the, the I mean, are there social changes? Are there employment changes? Are there health changes in their lives? What what are the impacts that we've seen and heard about from the families? Number one, I think, is health. Right. So our, our homes here, um, you know, fully insulated and double glazed windows, all of that. Homestar's six quality, I, um, I hear. So, um, you know, I mean, and but that has a direct impact where I know many families who were accustomed to taking their kids into the hospital or, yep. you, you know, to the doctors um, several times a year. Um, that's reduced by half or less, right. you know, simply because the house is warmer, yep. you know. Yep. Um, socially, you know, I think that when you're, uh, you have a home that's stable um, and, you know, just that security there, um, it does release a lot more um, of that stress um, emotionally and mentally mm. on a family, mm. you know, and we find that here in this development as well, um, people tend to be, um, there's opportunities for our families to engage with one another, so they're socialising with their neighbours, right. you know, um, and that that's encouraged here. So just the fact that um, people feel, um, you know, that they're able to, you know, walk just a, a a little distance to a, a, a park here. We've got three parks here in Weimar here. So there's a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of great impacts here. Right. Other Pe- than the housing. Okay, so people are starting to, once they're stable and secure, look out into the community and engage with the community more than they might otherwise because, uh, yeah. Oh, one of the big things here, and um, uh, Greg will elaborate on it later, but um, one of the great things here is that this community, that I think one of the best as assets in this community are its people mm. who are helping to drive, um, you know, just whether it's Christmas events, um, being a part of um, safety teams here, environmental teams here, um, you know, there, there, there are spaces that have been deliberately created yep. so that if there are those that want to um, be a part of solution finding yep. here, yep. can do so. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, I think that's a really, really good place to wrap up podcast number one. Um, thank you so much, Janice, uh, um, for your time uh, and hope that it uh, is the beginning of um, helping uh, uh, you all to better understand the sort of model that, that we're running here and, and how it works in this context, this unique context here um, in uh, southern Auckland. So thanks for joining us and look forward to podcast number two. Cheers. Cheers.